Welcome to the Eppy and Stash Podcast. I'm your host, Eppy. With me tonight is Chitty. I haven't seen Chitty in a long-ass minute. Chitty, how are What's you? What's up? I'm fan-fucking-tastic tonight. What's, uh, what's on in the background there? I can hear something. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We can, we can stop that. <laughs> I forgot that the, uh, the Kings post game was uh, still on, still playing. You can pause it and then pick right back up on it right after we finish. But... Um, so you're fan fucking ta- or are you fucking fantastic or fan fucking? Ta- I can't remember. I was I'm both you're fucking fan fucking tastic and fucking fantastic. We could be both nice. tonight. <clears throat> I've had a long day, so I, I'm just tired. I think I spent five hours in the car today, so I'm. Oh my happy. gosh! It's not like we went far. We went to uh, San Rafael. We went to a place called uh, China Camp State Park. Okay. Um, because we saw an article about like places to go see this super bloom, and this place was like listed as a place to see the super bloom, and then we went, and it took forever to get there because traffic, and there was very little flowers. So we <laughs> drove 110 miles to take like a two mile hike. So there you go, bro. You should have just driven out to like Knights Ferry or something. <laughs> it would have been just the same. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, we, we made an Ikea trip, so that was uh, beneficial. We needed some stuff for our closet. And I got something new tonight. I didn't get to you and your alcohol, but you can go next. We have never had anything on the show from the Gilman Brewing Company. Um, Gilman. Gilman Brewing Company is it's on... got a really sick, sick can. Design. Yeah, this one's called Murky uh, Triple IPA. It's a 10% uh, hazy. No, actually, it's a murky triple IPA. It's actually called Swamp Juice. It's got like a swamp thing on the can, as you can see, Chitty. Um, we've never had anything from Gillen Brewing on the show before, and their brewery is like right next door to the infamous 924 Gilman Street, where, uh, you know, Green, Green Day kind of made them famous because that's the scene Green Day came out of in the East Bay in the uh, late 80s. So um, for 10%, it's actually. I'm not sure if you ever noticed, like, the higher the alcohol percentage, sometimes they tend to be a little bit sweeter. And this one has a little bit more of a sweet taste, but it's not heavy. It doesn't have mm-hmm. any sort of, like, hard aftertaste to it. I'm uh, kind of glad I, I, I got it. I will probably be sharing one with Beardo tomorrow. I'll see him. We're going to Modesto Nuts game, so I'll probably give him a can to try out. <clears throat> and what are you drinking in celebration tonight? Uh, right now, I am drinking. I, I bust out my fifty dollar bottle of uh, uh, Scot. It's not Scotch bourbon. Uh, it is from Basil Hayden. Um, and the funny thing I was saying on the pre-show with uh, Uppy is that on the on the bottle, it made me a little nervous because they said it was distilled from James Bean. Um, which apparently, once you go out over seventeen dollars and ninety nine cents per bottle at your <laughs> local Target or liquor store, they get classier with the distillery's name. So, um, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Maybe um, James was the father, you know? Maybe James hey, is James's father. The father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, 
it, it's super smooth. Um, it doesn't need ice, but I, I do. I did have an extra mm-hmm. uh, ice sphere mold um, that I threw in there. I like my whiskey with a little bit of a little tiny bit of water <laughs> or ice in it. It just it mellows it out a little bit for me. That's my taste. Yes. Um, but I did drink it straight before right before I, well, I tainted it, um, and it was super solid. Um, so super smooth. Fantastic. All right. Well, hey, let's get right into it. I think we're talking a little bit sports tonight. Um, Shitty, I've not seen you for a minute, so I'm just going to let you take it away and I'll follow your lead. Yeah, you know, it's been the last month has just been crazy with work. And, you know, now it's spring break and almost done. I have to figure out what I'm doing on Monday, but um, it's just been crazy. Mm. Um, March was super busy for me. I got super sick. But I had COVID twice, didn't have it at all, um, broke out in a huge stress rash. So it was, March was not a good month. You got COVID twice? I thought I had COVID twice and both times, both times did not have it. No kidding. I I probably, over March, I probably tested, I would say no shy of 10 times. No kidding. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just because I, I, I have access to a lot of test kits, so I was like, well, whatever, I'll just blow through. Uh, but <laughs> how things have changed, you know? If, if somebody heard me, you know, a couple of years ago, <laughs> I was just <laughs> taking them to take them. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's been crazy, so it's nice to be back on. But, um, yeah, tonight's a good night. You know, I'm not going to bore everybody to death because um, the amount of uh, people this is relevant to after 16, almost 17 years of waiting, mm-hmm. um, especially on this podcast, I know there are none. Um, but the Sacramento Kings finally have a playoff victory as of tonight. And, uh, you know, against the defending champs, which is pretty big. It was a 126 to 123 game. And it was, it reminded me as a kid because that's the last time I saw my team in the playoffs. It's been a long time. Last time I saw my team in the playoffs, I was 13 and a half. Wow. Not even 13 and a half. I just turned 13 years old. <laughs> so to put that into perspective, the first time as an adult, the first time really as a kid understanding sports like at 13, you kind of understand basketball, but you mm-hmm. you don't at the same time. It's just, it was so exciting, and it brought me back to, like, it sounded like, I obviously wasn't there, but it sounded like Arco. I don't know if you ever got to go to a Kings game back at you no. know, Arco Arena. But, like, the cowbells, the the loudness, like, it, the rowdiness, like, it's a it's a crazy sports town for basketball we just haven't been able to show that off for a long time mm-hmm. so um it's the only thing i like sacramento for uh outside of that i have no business being up there um i guess except for my best friend lives up there but um <laughs> it's a solid night all around you know super fun game to watch and um you know on to game two we'll see what happens but um pretty exciting so but i wanted to segue that with my plans for tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, and my plans for tomorrow are to actually go see an Oakland A's baseball game. 
Um, yeah, I am money gonna, to just waste, huh? I'm going to donate a $100 <laughs> bill and just set it on fire. Um, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't take my son to a baseball game. I started it every, I've done it like every year that we were able to, couldn't do it obviously during COVID. Right. Did it last year. I need to do it this year before I don't do it. So um, part of me just kind of wants to document that and and start the process. But um, we're going to see Max Scherzer on the mound. So it's a pretty solid pitcher Mm -hmm. to be able to see. And it's against the Mets. So uh, interleague play, which is kind of nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be sitting in the peanut sensitive zone because they actually sell tickets there. You can buy tickets to sit there now, Mm. um, and not get kicked out. Um, (laughs) so we will have a suite all to ourselves tomorrow. Um, and I'll be sending some pictures, but that's the best deal in baseball. I think $37 to sit in your own private suite. The worst deal in baseball is the parking. It's going to cost me just as much. (laughs) Can you believe that shit? I'm sitting in a suite technically tomorrow and parking is costing me just as much. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. Um, But part of me wanted to like key in on the Kings with, uh, with the A's is the fact that the level of, I don't know, this year seeing the attendance and how much excitement there was for this team, for the Kings, mm-hmm. as they, they've, they've gone on this big playoff run. They, you know, obviously there was a lot of turmoil whether or not the Kings were even going to stay here 16, 14, 15, 16 years ago. Um, there was push to push them to Las Vegas. Um and the attendance was really low for a long time for the Kings, and, and then they eventually got their their you know shiny new stadium in downtown mm-hmm. um, at Golden One. And ever since then, that attendance has started to creep back up. Granted, I think they've been in this arena for a few years now, and they haven't had any playoff success. But attendance has started to creep mm-hmm. back up. Support for the team had started to creep back up. And I think it just goes to show the like just the like what that kind of investment into the team from both the city and from ownership could do for a team like the mm-hmm. A's. And why I think it's so important to get the A's over to Howard Terminal for Oakland mm-hmm. because right. This is a, in a great example, obviously a different sport, but a great example of a struggling franchise mm-hmm. and just not abandoning the core and the heart of it right. and trying to start anew, but trying to really invest in it. So that's that's kind of what, where my mind was at after I kind of settled down tonight. But, um, <laughs> you know... What do you think? Thoughts? Uh, beyond the, uh, um, I think because the one thing that's come out of all this that you didn't hear up until like honestly the last couple of weeks. Um, now, granted, there's not a whole lot of like Kings fans like that I'm Facebook friends with. There's very few, but 
apparently light the beam is a thing now. And how cool light is the that? Beam. Like, I don't know, it's like, it reminds me a lot of, you know, I don't know, the Pirates were to win a baseball game. It's like, hey, raise a Jolly Roger. Like, it, it's cool to have a thing. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's good to have Sacramento back because, I mean, obviously I was an adult when the Kings kind of had their heyday, like in the early 2000s. Um, when they were like going toe to toe with the Lakers in the playoffs, you were you're probably mm-hmm. in grade school, but I, I, I was, I was barely. I, I, well, I was actually uh, I was uh, eighth grade. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was a full blown card carrying card carrying adult at that time, and it, it's just real exciting for us, especially in the Valley, to have something. And I very much liken them being successful at this time to a lot like. Um, the Cavaliers doing really well right now too, like a LeBron James less Cavaliers team doing well. So it's nice. To, and anytime it's other than the same old, same old, like when you know the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, ran the table and won the championship. I, I just like these other more mid market city teams having success. So. Um, since I'm not really a huge basketball fan, I, I will be rooting. I, I, I kind of hope my dream NBA championship might be like Sacramento, Cleveland, because um, why not? Mm. Like everyone else might hate it, but <laughs> I'm all, I would love I'm that. all for it because you know <laughs> we don't have much in the valley to call our own. So um, the Kings have been there since they're like the OG um, Central Valley professional sports team. And like you said, they stuck it around. It'd be nice to see the A's get the same luxury of um, getting to stay home and have a new facility to help. I mean, what a better time for the A's to even try to get a new stadium. Um, the Giants are kind of floundering. Pack, whatever they call Oracle Park is aging. Like, do you realize, like, we're coming up mm-hmm. on almost 30 years of Oracle Park already? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, not quite, like 25, but still, like, it's. I mean, it's still highly ranked, but what a better time for the A's getting a new stadium when the Giants aren't doing that well, and maybe yeah, still some of that thunder is like, hey, maybe we'll take the maybe we'll take Bart honestly, across the bridge and go see the A's play, not the Giants. Right? Yeah, you honestly hit the nail on the head. I think with with having a thing, um, you know, it's the most simplest thing. Mm-hmm. All I'm sure it costs this franchise was maybe $50,000 in additional tech, mm-hmm. like a massive high-powered purple light that goes yeah. up into the sky yeah. and reconfiguring, you know, running wiring, which mm-hmm. probably honestly isn't wiring. They probably just have a fucking remote. Right. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. And just syncing things up and calling it a thing that reinvigorates a fan base. And when you said that, it made me think like how stupid honestly was ownership for the A's to really not just take that tree house and just run with it. Mm -hmm. Like you, like obviously COVID shut everything down, but that access pass, that tree house, the the amount of fucking people that were Mm -hmm. in there buying beer, that were there. Some people were there to just hang out in the treehouse. It was and basically a club and a bar. Game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go like, to the bar tonight. There's going to be a baseball game there, but I'm going to the bar. Yeah. That's really what it was. They, like they would. There was a lot of season ticket holders. Obviously, mm-hmm. access pass made a thing, but that was the ace thing. 
obviously season tickets don't sell for the ace why not offer something like like that meets your market like yeah. it met a market of us and our you know i'd say sub 60,000 maybe $80,000 combined income mm-hmm. range and we went 40 times that year yeah. and i spent shit tons of money on parking and on right. fucking beer and i thought it was the greatest deal because mm-hmm. i was still paying for parking yeah they they still made me pay 10 bucks you don't need to make everybody spend $30 to cover the cost of everybody that's not going charge $10 and you'll see an increase in people that get like you're already gatekeeping mm-hmm. with the tickets you don't need to gatekeep with the parking but it made like you you were there and i think mm-hmm. you you and uh and Spirito were thinking about doing it the year that covid hit mm-hmm. was getting the access pass right I was how cool absolutely is it gonna for, yep. for your standard run of the mill family that mm-hmm. is not living and going to games in Yankee Stadium, that's not long-time family season ticket holders for Boston or mm-hmm. L.A., for the run-of-the-mill green-collar family, mm-hmm. right, as they portrayed us to be, <laughs> right. or we are, um, to have a little thing around your neck that has your face on it and says access pass card holder or pass holder, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was their thing. And I've never seen more people at the stadium than when they were doing that. I just want to remind the listeners at home who, like, don't have an idea or maybe weren't listening when, you know, like, years ago. This access pass, like I said, you got parking for a third of the cost. And I remember one time I went with Beardo. He got you, because you were already at the stadium, to buy a parking pass for us so we could get in for $10 parking, too. So, you yes. like, you bought it for us while we're driving into the stadium. But, no, half cost food and beer. Half cost, so like that fifteen dollar margarita, was like, and then yeah, yeah, and then twenty five percent off merchandise, merchandise yeah. Which I mean, no one's buying the merch anyways. But um, if you have time tomorrow, if you're there early enough to do some reconnaissance, I know like you have your like secret, you know, suite, open air suite that you know you can get into. Can you see if they're still gatekeeping the lower level, if they still have, like, motherfuckers are paying, like, minimum mm. wage to, like, keep you from being near the, like, I, I just want to know, because I will say this, I am considering going to one game this year, and I was considering reaching out to yourself in Beardo, thinking, hey, they do have a home day game for Father's Day, they're giving away Hawaiian shirts, let's oh, just all cool. go and be miserable together. Um, but it would also be kind of fun. Oh, you're, sneak- t- you're talking, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I thought it also might be fun to like buy some cheap ass seats and sneak down to like the lower level because why would they be gatekeeping that? Because I I can swear to you this, uh, two times a year or maybe more, Mrs. Uppy and I go to Niners games. We're in the end zone, like first ten rows, whatever. Like we 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 pay a premium to have good seats when we go to Niners game. We are always seated next to somebody who's sitting there and those aren't their seats. You can go to a professional football game and seats that probably cost people like two, 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. And there's always someone there who's not supposed to be there, but you go to a motherfucking A's game and they will gatekeep that lower level. They will not let you down there unless you have a ticket to show them you're supposed to be down there. And when they're not drawing people, I don't get that. It's like, they should be encouraging it. Like, you know what? There's 5,000 exactly. of you. Get as close as you can. That way, at least the cameras have something to show. But no. Could you imagine, like, 
I, even as a franchise, I'm just I'm just kind of spitballing here. Like how much money you would make, even if you sh- if you called it like a month special, except for the diamond level and the on field box mm-hmm. and no suites. Every ticket's the same fucking price. Mm-hmm. Just fucking see what happens. Yeah. What are you gonna lose? Do the old first Robbie, come first serve. Lose and and you run that on your site only. Mm-hmm. That's not on StubHub. You undercut StubHub, so StubHub's not getting your fucking money. Yep. Like, I think about how many, how much money these franchises are losing. Like, obviously, those tickets had to be sold first, but they're being resold, mm-hmm. and then that money's going to them from the people that were planning on going to the game, anyways, right? Correct. So that that money could have gone to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Um, or you're not having to charge, like grab that, like I guess you know, convenience fee. If it was just a str- like a interaction between mm-hmm. both the franchise and step up or something, right. but twenty bucks every seat. What ha- what would happen? You would have a completely filled lower bowl. Mm-hmm. It would look great for TV. Obviously, it would be like saying, "Yeah, we suck as a franchise, and we have to you know <laughs> offer this." But hey, maybe you should mm-hmm. like. I can't imagine that it would take that much of a toll, especially with don't isn't MLB revenue sharing? Uh, aren't, aren't the A's revenue sharing? The A's are I now, I saw something yeah. like that. Yeah, the A's are. They're revenue sharing anyways. Mm-hmm. So, like you the, that the ticket those ticket prices are not paying the players in the field. It's the beer. Yeah. It's the revenue sharing. Mm-hmm. It's the sponsorships. It, it, it's the the national share of the TV revenue and the revenue sharing. Because um, how sad is it right now that you got like the the commissioner and Forbes arguing whether the A's made money or not? Like Forbes was saying the A's made a profit regardless because of the TV money and the revenue sharing. Manfred was out and about on like the papers, whatever, saying no. I'm pretty sure the A's lost money last year. It's like, well, <laughs> they don't deserve to make money. Like, what are they like three and thirteen right now? Something. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Not only are they not winning, they're not even competitive, and it's like. And I think I think that was what was so great about the access pass was they. And I I don't know why the more people don't do this or organizations don't do this. You sold a subscription. Mm-hmm. There were months where I didn't go. Yeah. They still collected my money. Yeah. Right now, I'm not going, and they're not collecting any money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. except for this one time that I'm going, mm-hmm. and I've gamed the system to give me a better experience anyways, right? Um, so it's like, what what are you, like, how much could you honestly be making, like, they're, they're just following the traditional model, and I can't imagine that that's the most profitable. No. And you're just gouging people to come into the parking lot, which is like, I'm going to pay $30 tomorrow and I'm going to be like, ugh. Um, but fuck, every seat for 20 bucks, and see how fast that shit fills up. But honestly, with every gi- given how few people are going, it might just make more sense to go back to taking Bart into the stadium. Because, you know, the only, the only like, deterrent to taking Bart before was like, the stadium was half full and like 90% of those people did take part. So it was like herding sheep to get back to this train. But if no one's going, then you're not competing with anyone. And it's like $9 round trip. Yeah. And, and to be honest, since I've been kind of 
tempted to do that. I just don't like with a toddler. With a toddler, you know, yeah. I have. I feel you know, like we want to go in and go out, but he loves fucking trains. Yeah. And, like, I just, I just don't know how that would go with him. But like, yeah, you're right. You know. At the same time, and then if you if you factor it in between the two of us, don't have Clipper cards. It's still going to cost about sixteen, seventeen bucks. Yeah, um, and I don't even know if I don't know about him if they're going to charge him too. Probably, but nobody. Yeah, yeah so so, it's probably um, like it's probably equals out honestly. Because um, hey, I doubt two to, he's on. He's under two tomorrow. His birthday's this week, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right. <you> know, <laughs> I am not. I was not about to pay an extra fifty dollars for a fucking seat that I know nobody's going to be sitting next to me for. Right. Um, especially in a controlled area, and if they are, we just move mm-hmm. uh, to. <laughs> don't blame me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we milked um, that shit for everything we could with <laughs> two runner crap. Yeah, I, I hear you because, like you said, they're going to. My wife was like, my wife was like, "Are you sure?" Because like he's like he can talk pretty good and he can walk. I'm like. He's an advanced, like, yeah. uh, you know, six hundred six hundred and fifty day year old. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like he is not two yet, right? Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like uh, it, it just it just uh, it, it boggles my mind. Like they had thirteen thousand people there today. I watched the game. Hmm. Thirteen thousand. You know, I mean. If you just do the quick math at like thirty bucks a piece, I mean that's you're you're making. I mean, the math right there. You're making four hundred thousand dollars a game at thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to make four hundred thousand dollars on parking? <laughs> right. <laughs> you're making. That's what they're saying. They're like. If everybody drove, that's four hundred thousand dollars on parking. Which, granted, obviously not everybody does that, mm-hmm. but you know, you have a hundred. How many games? One hundred sixty games. Uh, eighty-one home games. Yeah, eighty-one home games. One hundred fifty-two. That's right. Uh, or no, one sixty-two. One sixty-two. Yeah, one sixty-two. You're right. So eighty-one home games, and you times that by four hundred thousand. They're making their money back to pay the players thirty-two million, yeah. based off of a thirty-dollar tag. Mm-hmm. And even it, like on parking, on parking, we know their salary is not more than thirty million dollars. Right. They're making their money back to pay play the pay the players on fucking parking alone. Cap every ticket at twenty dollars, and I guarantee you, yeah. like if you had twenty twenty dollars. Times twenty thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty times no, twenty thousand. That's four hundred k. You're now putting eight more thousand people into the stadium. There you go. You're also increasing parking. You're also increasing revenue streams for your concessions. Like, how does that not make sense? Like. I wonder what the it'd be interesting to see what the average Oakland A's fan spends at the ballpark. Uh, I'd say I buy two beers mm-hmm. and a twelve dollar food. Yeah. So I'm, I'm for just me. That's thirty dollars myself. Right. <clears throat> so between 
you know, if one person goes to the game, you're banking on about a hundred bucks a, 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 a That sounds about right. Rank kid, two year, drink and some chicken tenders, fucking mm-hmm. ticket, parking. That's a hundred bucks a person. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, would you would you say that's fair? Like, if you're gonna bring bring the the squad, yeah, absolutely. You're mm-hmm. gonna probably walk, uh, having spent a. Maybe three years different way. I'm not sure I lost you there for a second. Uh, yeah, you were kind of cutting out a little bit. Um, yeah. I think the only thing I'd probably... Would you do- say about 300 bucks? 300 bucks for your family if you go? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because uh, we're not going to be cheap about it. Uh, the only thing that we might do differently these days that we probably wouldn't have done pre-COVID, and I say we meaning, like, I'm, I feel like I'm including you and Beardo in this, is I would make time to hit up, like, Drake's beforehand and try to get my drink. Get my eating done beforehand, and maybe some of my drinking. But given how close they are to the ballpark, and you're not, it's not like you have to get it, wait in the huge line to get into the stadium. Probably any future A's games for me is going to include a, maybe a stop in at Drake's beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and that's bringing people into the into the city too. Yeah. That's what the, that's again. That's what these people don't understand, especially yeah. lawmakers too. It's like. This benefits oh. other places. It benefits <clears throat> the breweries, the local breweries, Alameda and Altamont, and what, what's the our other favorite Oakland brewery? Um, Drake's. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's like like that is lost mm-hmm. revenue. Yeah, and that's a lot of lost revenue. You're talking about eight dollars a beer, probably that they're taking mm-hmm. on. 6,000 people a game? Right. Like, especially if they're, you know, like that's, it's lost revenue all all, all across the board. And that's what I kind of fear for Oakland too is the A's did move. What is going to be the, what's going to be the draw for anything in Oakland that's going to keep that city alive? It's nothing. That's not mm-hmm. It nothing. It's gonna continue to just like obviously the the surrounding area around the ballparks, not the greatest. No, but I ain't stopping in Oakland for anything besides drinks. No, after that, nothing. That's right. But the, the only other things we like to do in the East Bay are not Oakland. That's you know, <laughs> IKEA. Like <laughs> well, yeah, whatever we're doing in that area is not technically Oakland. Create yeah. A Passover, a Passover yeah. city. Yeah, where it's already a Passover city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I mean, once you go from Hayward into the city, that's it. Or Hayward to, you know, uh, across the city, with Marin. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. it uh, Oakland is, and I, I've said this for many years, but Oakland is very much the West Coast's Buffalo. I'm sure there's wonderful things about Buffalo, but if you've driven any sort of distance and gone that far. You're just gonna keep going and go to Niagara fucking Falls because it's way better. Like, and Oakland's the same way. Like, I have no doubt that there's not like a whole bunch of redeemable qualities about the city of Oakland that are wonderful gems that you would never know about. But if you've driven that far, you're just gonna keep going six more miles and go to San Francisco, or like you said, or Marin, or Berkeley, or 
go head south and go to San Jose or something like. And what? And if the A's did move to Vegas, you bet your ass I'm not going to fucking Vegas to go see him. I'm gonna wait for the no. two times they come visit San Francisco a year, <laughs> right? And I'm gonna drive to fucking San Francisco. And now I'm giving fucking San Francisco money. Yep. Like, like that, and and that's I think you know. That's the that's the sad part, and I think you know, yeah. I, I I would love. It's too bad he's got too much things to do, um, and it's an actual like sports you know writer um, and podcaster. But fucking, it, it'd be so awesome to to have Brody Brazil. I would love to have him on. Imagine. I once tried using Twitter to see like during COVID when like there was more time, I suppose. Um, I, I did try using Twitter once half-heartedly trying to get him to come on because, yeah, like like you mentioned, like, the difference, it, it just went from what you said, just went from, like, giving our monies to Drake's and the A's to 21st Amendment and the Giants in that case. And do I even make the effort to go, even if they're playing? Probably not. Honestly, I probably don't. So yeah. baseball, I think, probably is fairly dead to me at that point if the A's leave. Because I, I barely care as it is these days. Um, <laughs> so if they leave, it's like, fuck it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, it's 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 tough, you know. Like, I, I always t- I told myself I wouldn't be a Raiders fan if they moved to Vegas, and then here they are in Vegas, I'm a fucking Raiders fan. But again, same thing happened. It's like, that was the same franchise in Oakland. Yeah. All they did was decide to pour the money somewhere else. Granted, Vegas, city never sleeps. People are constantly mm. coming in there with money. I get it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, they're able to fill the seats. But here's the thing. But you, you've Since I've known you, which is granted not a huge sample size and most of it was COVID time, <laughs> you've gone to more Raiders games since they've been in Vegas than you did when they were in Oakland. <laughs> and the game you went to this wasn't even hot. in Vegas or Oakland. It was in Denver. But still, like, but that's the beauty of it because, like, honestly, like, now granted your situation is different because you, you have a toddler who may or may not be two years old. Um, it's different, like, but pre-kids, you think, and, and I try to tell this to, like, other Raiders fans in the area, it's like, well, because I, I have some Facebook friends who are Raiders fans who, when it was Oakland, they would get up but fucking early in the morning on Sunday and drive there and tailgate, like, starting at, like, 7 in the morning, like, which means they had to have left home about 5. And, but it's like, would you rather spend a weekend in Vegas or a day in Oakland? I think I'd rather the weekend yeah. in Vegas. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah, like, I, mean, I might go see. And, you I, know, what? I was just going to say. How I, much fucking parking costs, you know, you might as well just yeah. test your luck and take that. Take that into MGM, yeah. Because I, I, I never <laughs> want thirty and it might pay for everything. I never once saw the Browns play in Oakland, and therefore, while it seems like the Browns and Raiders were playing every fucking year because they were the worst in their divisions, um, but I would consider going to Vegas to see the Browns play, and I'm fairly confident the stadium will probably be 40, 40 percent Browns fans too. So, Mazel- and let's not forget, let's not forget. Taylor Swift is on a fucking massive, you know, U.S. tour right now. Mm-hmm. She, I think we calculated as a class in econ. What did she, like, we calculate again. I'm just going to rough estimation and pull up my calculator. She's got 70,000 people coming mm-hmm. 
to every single one of her shows in big max capacity arena at $200 a piece, roughly. She's making 10 to $14 million or bring, like generating that much revenue for each um, stadium. Those are the revenue streams that come with stadiums, especially nice new stadiums. You can't tell me you put a beautiful stadium on the waterfront of Oakland next to a wonderful, what could be really revitalized waterfront um, area with Jack London Square once you also start developing the area around the stadium. Mm -hmm. You're going to bring in a shit ton of people that want to, like, you guys just had a beautiful concert uh, the other year at Green Day mm-hmm. in 18. That's a fairly large name band that probably generated a lot of revenue for this oh, for, for the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, no, for sure. that shit happens all the time, and you already lost the Warriors. You lost the Raiders. I don't understand how to see how you can look at the best financial situation for yourself and be like, yep, fuck it. Just punt, punt the baseball now. <laughs> it's there. I mean, I don't want to make light of it, but I think the funding gap. I think they got it narrowed narrowed down at one point to like about two hundred million, and it's, it was infrastructure costs. So, like, I think the stadium itself, give or take, which is norm uh, for the modern times, stadium give or take is about one billion dollars. I think the city had already secured enough grants and to pay like 300 something million and that was mostly infrastructure costs. The total development if they built it as we've seen it drawn is going to cost 12 billion dollars. The money John Fisher is going to make by selling those developing rights is going to be what pays for the stadium itself. So paying for the stadium is going to be paid for through the developer fees. Um, the hang-up is the city getting... But it's such a shit site, honestly, that it needs, like, $400 million of infrastructure <laughs> like um, cost given to it, and that's where mm-hmm. the city's struggling, is, like, I think, coming up with figuring out how they're going to pay that. And then they've also... The, the other uh, hang-up, which I don't know why it's such a big deal, is I think the city was wanting a certain amount of low-income housing in that development, and the A's weren't willing. The A's were willing to commit to the bare minimum, which I think is like five percent. I think it's a state law. It's like five percent or seven percent has to be low income housing. Mm-hmm. I think the city wanted like twelve percent low income housing. I think the A's were kind of balking at that. But like you said, like Jack London Square is like that one place where I think people would say, "Hey, like here's one thing that's good about Oakland: Jack London Square and Lake Merritt." Um, but am I going to Jack London Square without there being an A stadium? No. We went once to say we did. We maybe chose wrong. At the, yeah. We, we chose wrong on where to eat. We went to like a wood-fired pizza place, and it was kind of a little bit too burnt, too woody and <laughs> fire. Um, and we did that when Little Uppy was a month old. Um, so, but yeah, build the stadium. I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of going back to the early 90s with Indians. You build it, they will come. Dude, fuck, I said that to somebody else today. Literally, I have three softball fields, adult softball fields being built across the, the, the road from my house. Oh, wow. Um, I, told my, I told my buddy, I said, build it and testosterone will cut. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully just figuratively. 
Maybe the but, a, maybe we'll be um, the Lathrop A's here in a minute. But uh, you know, it's like I I agree, and you know, I th- I think that there's so many different creative things that I know that they've already been talking about, and, you know, mm-hmm. like, but it's like, yeah, the shit, like cities cost money, and like you can't like there's a reason why all these other cities are looking like they got mm-hmm. fucking. What, how, what do I want to say? They they have like uh, their eyes are open wide trying like Salt Lake City. They're yeah. like fuck, give us a fucking team right now. We'll take a like, team. We'll We're make that shit happen yeah. overnight. Mm-hmm. You know that that shit's gonna cost. They know it's gonna cost them infrastructure. Yeah, it, it's something they haven't put into their planning phases already, and I get mm-hmm. that. Welcome to the big fucking city, but mm-hmm. fuck, like I I would think that. Yes, it's going to cost you 200 mil. You're going to make that shit back. You're going to make that shit back. And it's going to make your city look nicer, to be honest. And I think the one... city will function better. And there's one thing I kind of like, because we're kind of nearing the end here. The the one thing I want to circle... Well, not say circle back to. The one thing I want to mention is, like, the first time I ever went to San Diego... My friend and I, because like I was going with some friends on a cruise from like San Diego to Acapulco or whatever, one of the, Puerto Vallarta, I think it was. Um, so we had a whole day in San Diego before the cruise left, and so me and my friend, like, it, it, like our group was basically two guys, two girls. So the girls went to get Balboa Park. We dropped them off, and my friend and I we went and toured Petco Park. And the one thing there's also t- a cup involved, right? What's that? I was. Yeah, yeah. You said two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one thing that stuck out to me was the tour guide mentioned that, hey, you know, prior to the – now, the all right, I'll keep going for it. He mentioned that – he said prior to the stadium built, this is this was not a part of town that you would have gone to. It, it's where malfeasance happened, <laughs> drug deals, prostitution, uh, things that – us normal folk would not be wrapped up in. And that stuck out to me because now if there's one thing you hear all the time is like about the gas lamp quarter. Well, the gas lamp quarter didn't really exist prior to a Petco park. And it's this great hangout spot where you go and get good food and party. And it's just an amazing neighborhood. That's very walkable. Like we walk through it drunk as fuck at like two in the morning. Like it's a good place to be. And the ballpark did that. And the same thing, I think with Bush stadium in St. Louis, not really a neighborhood you probably would have wanted to be in prior to that stadium, but now you can kind of walk around the area and they have things to do. And I, I can say that with some confidence because we've been to two uh, Cardinals games there. Um, so just build it. Good things will happen. Maybe the team will actually invest in yeah, itself. Just fucking yeah. build it. So. Yeah, it's just With that said, I'm gonna let. Yeah, no, I mean, you 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 hit the nail on the head um, there. Uh, up, you know, over the last twenty years, it's the spot to go. Like people, the people that are burnt out on Disneyland go to San Diego now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the spot. I don't ever think Oakland would become San Diego. But. No, it's not. <laughs> Never. But. But, but man, you know, 
I think if there's one thing I want to will into existence, and maybe when we put this, when you put this out, we can will it into existence. But at Brody Brazil, get on the podcast. I will tag Let's him. In the, I will tag him in the Twitter post when we when it goes up on Twitter later. I will tag him in. Hey. And I will and I will commit to sending him. I, I no. If we got Brody on here, I would commit to sending everybody on the podcast a six pack of Brody's favorite beer, which is or a four or a four or a four game. You know, if he's into the tall boys, so <laughs> like us, perfect, perfect. Well, I My think commitment. that's I think that's a good place to end it. Chitty, it was fantastic seeing you. Sorry, you had such a shitty March. Yes. But uh, have a great time at the ballpark tomorrow. Uh, make those memories with the family. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. And then to the audience, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening once, uh, as you always do, all like 15 of you. So, And until next week, Chitty and I, we wish you a good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>